Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Hey, 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 fam. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I bet Marvin Gaye never thought he'd end up on a podcast. <laughs> How are you, everyone? This is Cliff Gober, the host of the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. Got a hot show for you. We're going to talk about blessed to be a blessing today, but let's kick things off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for being God in our lives. We thank you for how you lead us. We thank you for how you guide us. More importantly, God, we thank you for how you love us because you love us without conditions. You love us with no strings attached. And we appreciate that love that you have for us that extended to sending your son to die for us so we could have relationship with you. Oh, how we love you, God. Because you first loved us, and we appreciate you and adore you so much. Now, God, as we open our ears to hear and open our hearts to receive this word, sow it deep into our hearts, sow it deep into our spirits and our our hearts and our mind, so we can receive that thing fully and completely, so we can get the total revelation of what you would have us to understand about the topic for today. Uh, We declare that everyone is safe from all hurt, harm, or danger. If they're driving and listening to this podcast, uh, we declare that everyone who hears this podcast will not only hear the word, but the word behind the word, that it's tailor-made for their own specific lives. God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this revelation. We declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper and that the plan of God and the will of God will go forth fully and completely unhindered by any satanic or demonic force. We thank you and praise you, honor you, and bless you. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right. Everybody good? All right, strap in, fam. We got a good one today. We got a good one today. (laughs) As I mentioned, we're talking about blessed to be a blessing. And so let's dive right in. You know, you hear people talk about being blessed. And when they talk about that they're blessed, they point to stuff. Right. They point to, uh, I don't know, a promotion or they point to a new car or they point to the house being paid off or or, you know, you know, they point to getting married, you know, uh, having children that are graduating from college that, you know, they didn't know how they were going to pay for it. And and the Lord just blessed. Right. And 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 though they're not necessarily wrong. I believe what they're describing is the results of the blessing and not the essence of the blessing. So what we want to look at today is the essence of the blessing. And then we got to understand that the blessing is not limited to our house. You know, it's not just I'm going to get a blessing from the Lord, praise the Lord, and that's the end of it. In the world, they may get increased, they may get stuff and it's just for them and that's as far as it goes and then also then you have this aspect of what they call philanthropy right where people who have an excess of money give stuff away give their money away buy things for other people and that's great you know i'm thinking about oprah winfrey some years ago and she bought cars for everybody in the audience right y'all remember that right you get a car you get a car you get a car right and that's cool that's great But for the kingdom of God, man, the blessing is to extend into the lives of other people. Philanthropy, if that's what you want to call it, is kind of what we're supposed to do on whatever level we are in life. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, so let me me back up a little bit and let's just dig into this thing. So let's start at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. All right. People have phones these days so they can just go straight to the scriptures. Some folk are still using Bibles, and that's cool. I love it. Genesis 12, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. So God is saying to Abram before he became Abraham, If you do what I ask you to do, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Now, the Amplified translation of verse 2 says, I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. I will bless you with abundant 
increase of favors. Now, it's favors plural and not favors singular, but we understand it's the favor of God that is the avenue for the blessing of God to manifest itself into the lives of people. The favor of God is the avenue for the blessing of God to manifest itself uh, in the lives of people. All right? And then he says, I will make your name famous and distinguished. Well, we know Abram's name is famous and distinguished because we're talking about it right now. Right? So, so, Abram now is going to be blessed by God. And if you read uh, Genesis 12, Genesis 13, I think Genesis 14, you'll see Abram becoming wealthy uh, with a whole bunch of stuff. He got a whole bunch of people. It's basically, you know, <laughs> Abram Incorporated with all of the servants and the staff and all of those things. And uh, you, it's a great thing to read and see how the blessing manifested itself uh, in Abram's life, even when he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And that's a whole nother lesson right there. We'll leave that for another time. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, I heard someone say once that the blessing is an empowerment to prosper, an empowerment to be successful. And I will add it's an empowerment to be successful in such a way that only God can get the credit for it. That's that's the real manifestation of the blessing. It's not you worked hard and, and you achieved your goal. That's great. But when the blessing is on working hard and achieving your goal, it gets to what Paul talks about in Ephesians 3. It's exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. That's what the blessing brings. That's what the blessing brings. All right? Okay, so let's go to Proverbs 10 and 22. We want to look at uh, something I call the impact of the blessing. What's the impact of the blessing? Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10 and 22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Amplified Translation says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. See, you can't work harder to get the blessing. There is no amount of work that we can do to get the blessing. I'm gonna get God to bless me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for six hours a day, and the Lord will bless me. There's no toiling involved in the blessing. All right, the blessing of the Lord in and of itself makes one rich. Without our help, now we have to be in relationship with God. This is an Old Testament scripture that still applies to New Testament believers because now we are in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Here they were in relationship with God through their bloodline of Abraham. We are in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, who is the seed, singular, of Abraham. Man, I've got to stay off of these rabbit trails tonight, today. <laughs> All right, the blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And when we're talking about rich, we're not talking about just money. It is a rich life, I believe. And this is this is kind of cliff one in one. It's a rich life. Yes, money, but also peace and wisdom and great relationships, right? Favor wherever we go. Um, um, all of those things combine to make a to make one truly rich. Because if you're, if you're only financially rich with bad relationships, you're just a poor man with money, right? If all you got is money, you're just a poor man with money, right? So, so we want to have the full package of what it is to be rich. And that's what the blessing of the Lord is designed to do. It is designed to make us rich. Finances, inner life, outer life, the whole ball of wax, the whole nine yards. Uh, there, there was this movie, uh, um, uh, Jerry Maguire, and in the movie they came up with this, this uh, phrase called the quan, right? It was, it, was, it was the entirety of being a successful professional athlete, the quan. So the blessing of the Lord is, 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 is that thing. It, it brings the entirety of a rich life that's what it's designed to do. Now, many of you may say, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't have a rich life. So what's wrong with me? Or does the blessing work for me? It does, but it takes faith to know 
What, what's, what does Paul say in Romans? How can one have faith for what they haven't heard? And so if you haven't heard about the true essence of the blessing, it's going to be a challenge for you to have faith that you are rich. You have access to a rich life. But thank God now you're listening to the Word Experience podcast where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. And now you hear the Word. And now that you've heard the Word about the blessing, now you can put faith on that thing and begin to receive the rich life that the blessing is designed to give us. Amen? All right. And to that point, I kind of just kind of alluded to this earlier that we are able to take advantage of the blessing because we're in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So I want to look at something specific here now uh, that I call the blessing transfer. Because some people say, well, that's Old Testament. That's got nothing to do with us. We're New Testament. And so how can we say that? Well, I'm glad you said that because here we go. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And I understand that there are believers of all different levels of maturity that listen to this podcast. So... If I make this a little too simplistic for you, because you 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 know you already know this, great. But faith comes by hearing and not by having heard. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I make no apologies for the simplicity of my teaching. <laughs> all right, all right. Galatians chapter three, verses thirteen and fourteen, and we're talking about now how the blessing got transferred from just the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, the descendants of Abraham to us non-descendants of Abraham, right? So here we go. Galatians 3, verses 13 and 14. Verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, because it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, why did he do this? Why did Jesus become a curse for us? Here we go, verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So Christ became a curse for us so that we might have the blessing of Abraham. It was a transfer. The curse was put on Jesus so the blessing could be put on us. Now, when you see Gentiles in the Bible, uh, when Paul talks of Gentiles, what he's talking about are people who are not Jewish. So that's French people, Italian people, German people, African people, Asian people, right? Anybody that's not Jewish, anyone that is not a, dis a direct descendant of Abraham falls under the category of Gentile. The cool thing about Jesus is he brought Gentiles into the family. And, and at some place it's written where Paul talks about we've been engrafted into the family of God, right? Or adopted into the family of God. And when we get adopted, just like natural adoption, you get all rights and privileges that the other natural kids have. You get their name, you get their, you know, you get all the stuff that the other kids have, right? So as... The children of Abraham through Jesus we have been adopted into the family of God. And as we are adopted into the family, we, are, we have all the rights and privileges of the, the, the blood children, right? We are blood children by the blood of Jesus, right? And so then we have access to the blessing because Jesus became a curse for us. Now, check this out. I want to read verse 14 out of a translation called the Passion Translation, which is become, quickly becoming one of my favorite translations. He says, Jesus, our Messiah, was cursed in our place and in so doing dissolved the curse from our lives so that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon even non-Jewish believers. It's just what I just said. It's almost like I wrote it myself, but I didn't. <laughs> All right. Jesus, our Messiah, was cursed in our place and in so doing dissolved the curse from our lives so that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out 
upon even non-Jewish believers. So when we see in Genesis chapter 12, where God tells Abram, I will bless you with an abundant increase of favors, I can say now me too. And what you will see, what you will see if you go back and read throughout Genesis, where Abraham has Isaac and, and the blessing, God declares the blessing on Isaac and the things that Isaac does that he shouldn't be able to do. And then uh, uh, Isaac has Jacob and Esau. And Jacob and Esau do a do a you know a switcheroo on dad, but 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 um, Isaac puts the blessing on Jacob, and he declares certain things, and Jacob was blessed with an abundant increase of favors. And then Jacob had twelve sons, right? And and it went on and on and on, and and down to Joseph, and Joseph went into Egypt, and and you know we're going to get to that in a minute, but but that blessing extended all the way to Jesus his day and then Jesus became a curse for us so that that blessing could extend now beyond the family of Abraham from a Jewish uh, from a from a, a genetic standpoint to the now the family air quotes here the family of Abraham through Jesus Christ okay I'm gonna read it one more time in the passion translation Jesus our Messiah was cursed in our place and in so doing dissolved the curse from our lives so that all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon even non-Jewish believers. And then as an added bonus, uh, he says, and God gives us the promise of the wonderful Holy Spirit who lives within us when we believe in him. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. All right, let's look now at the purpose of the blessing. Um, we're going to go back to Genesis 12, verse 2. We're going to look at the last part of verse 2. Genesis 12, verse 2. And, and we're looking at, again, the purpose of the blessing. So now that I have the abundant increase of favors, now that I understand that the blessing has come on me, even though I'm not uh, uh, Jewish, but I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, now that I understand the transfer has been made, now that I've been able to apply my faith to have that rich life that Proverbs 10, 22 says, now I want to see what the purpose of it is. Because it, it's not supposed to just stop at my house. It's supposed to go into my house and then extend out of my house into the lives of other people. All right. So Genesis 12 and 2, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And here we go. And you shall be a blessing. This is what God tells Abram. After I bless you, now you will be a blessing. After the blessing comes upon us and manifests itself in, a, in, our, in, a, in its way on us, now we put that blessing onto other people. And I want to look at this in the Amplified because it makes it so clear. He says, and you will be a blessing, watch this, dispensing good to others. You will be a blessing, and what does that mean? Dispensing good to others. So the good of God comes on me, and then I dispense that good into the lives of other people. The blessing makes me rich, and then I take that richness and, and make other people rich. Okay? Um, I, I, I will take that and, and, and make other people rich. Matter of fact, in, in verse 3 of Genesis 12, he says... Um, and that through you, all the people of the world will be blessed. And the Amplified says that in you, they will be able to bless themselves. Because of what you do, when you dispense good to others, it will be done in such a way that they will be able to bless themselves because they've come in contact with you. That you give something, you rub something off on them, you you put something in their life. It doesn't have to be material things. You know, I can I can take that rich piece that I have and pass it on to somebody else so they can get that same piece. I can get that rich wisdom that I have and dispense that wisdom to others, and now through the wisdom that, that they get from me, they can become wise themselves. I can take this amazing, rich relationship with God that I have through Jesus Christ and, and share that love of God with other people and, and, and the relationship that I have and the life that I have and the smile that I always have on my face 
right, compels them to want to have that same kind of relationship, that through us, other people will be blessed. We shall be a blessing, dispensing good to others. That good can be stuff. That good can be all the things. And I don't want to repeat myself. I was about to, but I'm not going to. You get it. You understand, right? Our purpose or the purpose of the blessing on our lives is to be a blessing to others, to dispense good to others. I heard a minister call it a do-good seed, that we sow good into the lives of other people. We dispense good to others. Now, when I was when I was meditating on this uh, uh, lesson, and and I was thinking about how people might say, yeah, but you know, when I get to a certain point then I'm going to be able to do that, Cliff. I'm going to be able to dispense good to others. I'm going to feed the homeless, and I'm going to set up this, and I'm going to, I'm going to, set, you know, create scholarship, uh, scholarships for, for, you know, youth, and I'm going to do all of these things when I get to that place. But here's the reality. Right where you are, there's a level of blessing on your life, and right where you are, you can be a blessing to people. I call it being a blessing on your level. You don't have to be Bill Gates. You don't have to be some billionaire, right? You know, we heard about the billionaire who paid off all the student loans uh, for all the graduates of a particular uh, college down in Atlanta. That's great. I can't do that, but I can do something, right? I can, I can do that on my level. Maybe I can give a high school graduate 100 bucks. I can't pay off their loans, you know. I can't I can't give them a scholarship, but maybe I can you know, let them know about a job opportunity. Maybe I can I can I can I can, you know, uh speak on their behalf in a certain area where their their career is. Maybe I can help in their career, which puts them in position to pay for their loans themselves, right? But whatever it is, I can do it on my level. I don't have to be in a pulpit to be a blessing to other people. I don't have to be a millionaire to be a blessing to other people. That's great. And maybe God will elevate you to that place at some point. But in the meantime, how can you dispense good to others right where you are? Right where you are. And this is what I want us to meditate on. Uh, 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 how can I dispense good to others? How can I be a blessing to others? How can I share the richness of God that's in my life into the life of someone right where I am in my life? And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to give all of us answers to those questions. How I can be a blessing right where I am. Maybe you can leave a bigger tip when you go out to eat somewhere. You know, how can I be a blessing right where I am on my level? And what I want to do is I want to go look at Joseph uh, in Genesis chapter 39 and see how he was a blessing on the level that he was at, that God used him to be a blessing on his level. And essentially, it was three different levels that Joseph was a blessing. And he used the richness that God had given him to be a blessing in the lives of other people. So we're going to start at Genesis 39, verses 1 through 5. Genesis 39, verses 1 through 5. All right. Verse 1 says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Now, many of you know the story. Joseph was the youngest of uh, uh, Jacob's brothers, um, Jacob's sons. And uh, his brothers hated him. Uh, he was the spoiled kid. Um, he really didn't know how to be a favorite son. And he talked to his brothers about one day you're going to serve me. And I had a dream and you're going to do this. And his brothers hated him. And they snatched him up. And they threw him in a pit. And uh, they put blood on his, favorite, his dad's favorite coat. And went back and told his dad that the, you know, the boy had been killed by a wild beast. And um, they threw him in a pit. Once he was in the pit, he was found by a traveling band of Ishmaelites. And uh, they were traitors. And so they grabbed Joseph and they sold him into slavery. And a guy named Potiphar in Egypt, who was an officer uh, in Egypt, bought Joseph 
and made him a slave and brought him into his house to serve him. Right. So here we go. Genesis 39, 1 through 5. That was the Cliff Notes version of uh, the earlier part of Joseph's life. Cliff Notes. See what I did there? Because my name is Cliff. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Genesis 39, 1 through 5. Now Joseph had taken down to now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Here we go, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. I think the traditional King James says prosperous. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Now, I think the Amplified um, of verse 2 says that the Lord was with him, and though he was a slave, he was still prosperous. Because he's, he's not some rich, wealthy guy. He's a servant of another man. And yet, the Bible says that even as a servant to another man, he was still successful. Because the blessing was on him because God was with him. The blessing was on him because God was with him. All right. And again, verse three, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So here the blessing brings about success in what Joseph did. All right. And uh, Psalms one, it talks about um, we meditate on the word day and night. Um, it'd be like a river planted by the uh, a tree planted by the rivers of water. Leaf won't uh, will always be green, and whatever that person puts his hand to will prosper. Right. So the Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph, and saw that everything he did was successful. All right. So here we go to verse four. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made, this is Potiphar, made Joseph overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. And all that he had, he put under Joseph's authority. So everything that Potiphar had, he put it under Joseph's authority. He gave it to Joseph and said, here, man, you handle it. Because I see that the Lord is with you. I see that you're a success. So I'm going to give you more responsibility. Boy, that's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody in your professional career. As the Lord is with you, there should be a level of success that we operate in that there is a certain autonomy and greater responsibility that we should have. Our supervisors, our bosses, our managers should see the success that comes from being with God. And they may not know that that's what it is. They just know every time we give you an assignment, it works out great. Every time we put that thing in your hands, it goes well. So you know what? We're going to give you more responsibility. We're going to give you a raise. We're going to give you a promotion. That's for somebody. That's not for everybody that's listening because not everyone is in that situation. But for some of you, that's your reality. That's about to be your reality. You've done your job so well. And I see that, Lord. Some of you don't believe that people have been watching you. Some of you don't believe that, that what you've been doing, you believe it's been going unnoticed. But God is saying it has not been going unnoticed. There are people who have been watching you. Uh, they're looking for somebody body to pull into another level because they need somebody like you. And you're it. Huh. Tag, you're it. You're it. You're it. So for the for whoever for whoever, how am I doing? For whoever that's for, I hope you receive that in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Uh, where? Let me read verse four again. So Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and served him. Then Potiphar made Joseph overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under Joseph's authority. Verse five. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. See, Joseph is blessed, and through Joseph, the Egyptian got blessed. Joseph was blessed to be a blessing to Potiphar. And then the rest of the verse says, And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house 
and in the field. So the blessing now went from Joseph to Potiphar to Potiphar's entire household. That's, you know, servants, staff, the land, everything. That the blessing extended from Joseph and it, he dispensed good into the house and the life of Potiphar. And it says later here that, that Potiphar had given up so much authority to Joseph, he didn't know anything. He just came home and found out when he had to eat. He didn't worry about his checkbook. He didn't worry about his business. Joseph handled all of that. All he did was come home and say, what's for dinner? Right? That's, that's the cliff translation. Right? So the blessing was on Joseph, but it extended to Potiphar. And then it went from Potiphar to Potiphar's entire household. So, so, so Joseph now is a blessing to the family, we'll call it, or the staff of Potiphar. That's just a few people. I don't know how many staff members he had, but it wasn't that many people. So Joseph now is blessing on the level where he blesses a family, right? Okay, now let's go to, uh, let's stay in Genesis 39, and we're going to go down to verses 20 through 23. Now, many of you know the story. For those of you who don't, again, here's the Cliff Notes version. Um, uh, Potiphar had a wife. The wife was beautiful. She thought Joseph was gorgeous. The Bible says Joseph was very good looking. And so day in and day out, Potiphar's wife would come to Joseph and say, lie with me, lie with me, lie with me. And Joseph was like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. Okay, but she kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. So one day, Joseph comes home. The wife has sent all the servants out of the house, and it's just her and Joseph. And she says, "Lie with me." And Joseph runs, and and the wife grabs Joseph's robe. She tells Potiphar that Joseph tried to rape me. Potiphar gets angry and throws Joseph in prison for a crime he didn't commit. All right. Some of you are in this position and you didn't do anything to get there, but that's okay because the blessing is still on you. You just do what you know to do right where you are, okay? And, and God's going to take care of all of that other stuff. You just do what you're supposed to do to the best of your ability. Work as unto the Lord, Paul says, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it, all right? Okay, so Genesis 30, we're going to pick up on the story, verses 20 through 23. Then Joseph master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But watch this, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the Lord is still with Joseph even though he's in prison. And we saw in Potiphar's house, the Lord was with Joseph. And so he was able to bless Potiphar's house because of the blessing that was on him, right? Because the Lord was with him. All right. So let's see what happens in prison. Verse 22. And the keeper of the prison, or let's go back to verse 21. Uh, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in prison. Now, whoever heard of the warden of a prison <laughs> putting the entire, all the inmates in the hand of another inmate? But here we are. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. That sounds just like what happened at Potiphar's house. But now we go from a family to a community. So now Joseph is being a blessing on a different level. First, he was blessing Potiphar's house. Now he's blessing the prison. So we go from level, we go from family level to community level. Now check this out in the voice translation, verse 23. He says, the chief jailer, like Potiphar, didn't need to worry about anything that was in Joseph's care because the eternal one was with him. And whatever Joseph did worked out well because the eternal made it so. The Lord made it prosper. 
So now he's 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 being a blessing and he's being a blessing on a different level, on a higher level. Now you say, well, he's in prison. How can that be a higher level? Because his influence is spreading to more people. And, and when we get elevated to another level, our influence should spread to more people. It's like the difference between talking in a classroom of 20 people to talking in, a, in an auditorium with 20,000 people. You need a microphone to amplify your voice, right? And as we get uh, elevated in our positions in life, our voice now gets amplified and we have more influence. I think there's a proverb that basically says nobody really listens to a poor man, even though they may be right. Right. So as God elevates us, our influence begins to spread. But even before we get elevated, we can have influence right in the circle where we are. Before our circle gets bigger, we can have influence in the circle that we're in right now. And, and, and we really do want to pray to God that he shows us how to have influence in our circle. Our circle might be five people. Our circle might be a spouse and kids. And that might be it. But we can still have influence in our circle. We can still be a blessing in our circle. We don't have to wait till we get to the, the, the elevated part. That's what I was saying earlier. You don't have to wait until the 20,000. Be a blessing to the 20. Be a blessing to the 20. And pray that God gives you wisdom on how to do that. All right? All right. So we've seen Joseph be a blessing in a family. We've seen Joseph be a blessing in a community. And now we're going to see one more level of elevation. We're going to go to Genesis 41, verses 39 through 41. Genesis 41, verses 39 through 41. Verse 39 says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all... Okay, so, all right, I got to do Cliff Notes version. Sorry. So... <laughs> So while Joseph was in prison, right, uh, he came across two of Pharaoh's servants, the cupbearer and the baker, and both of them had dreams. And Joseph interpreted the dream for both men. One man's interpretation was he was going to be restored to his position with Pharaoh. The other man's interpretation was, unfortunately, you're going to get your head cut off. Okay. Uh, both dreams uh, both interpretations came to pass some years later pharaoh had a dream and nobody could interpret the dream and the butler who had been in jail and got his dream interpreted by joseph says hey i know a guy i was actually supposed to tell you all about him but i know this guy uh and he interpreted the dream that i was going to be in my position they said go get him they said well he's in prison they said we don't care go get him so they bring joseph out of prison the turnaround happened just like that. I, I'll say it like this. Tuesday, Joseph was inmate number 83521, and Wednesday, he was standing before uh, 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 Pharaoh, right? They cleaned him up, dressed him up, brought him before Pharaoh, just like that. And for some of you, the change, the turnaround is going to happen just like that. I believe in one of the Psalms, he says that uh, one day David was tending the sheep, and the next day, he was the king of, of all Israel. And it didn't happen in the next day. But the writer of the psalm was making a, a point that David's turnaround happened relatively quickly. And I just declare a, a quick turnaround for some of you. It, 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 it's been building up to get to this place, right? You know how they talk about overnight, sensation, uh, overnight success, right? And that night was about 15 years long, <laughs> Right. But it looks like one day they were here and the next day they were there. And I, and I believe and I declare for some of you, that's what your life is about to turn into, that today you're here and it'll seem like tomorrow you're in a totally different place. All right. So we pick up the story, Genesis 41, verses 39 through 41. And uh, they bring Joseph to Pharaoh. Uh, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream and tells him what he needs to do. This is all in Genesis chapter 40. And um, verse 39 of Genesis 41, 39 says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. 
You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. So Joseph goes from being a blessing to a family, to being a blessing to a community, to being a blessing to a nation. But at every level that he was at, he was a blessing to those in his circle. He was a blessing to Potiphar's house. Then he was a blessing to the prison. And now he's a blessing to the nation of Egypt. Okay. Which says wherever you are, God can use you to be a blessing to other people. You don't, I, know, I know I've said this a couple of times. You don't have to wait till you get to a certain place. To be a blessing to other people. Here we go. You're driving down the freeway. Somebody's trying to get in so they can turn, you know, get over into another lane. You know what? Slow down and let them in. That's being a blessing to someone right on your level. Right? I mentioned this before. You go to a restaurant. You get fantastic service. Maybe usually you only tip 10, 15%. Tip 20%. Tip 25%. Because they've been such a... Be a blessing to them. On your level. Smile at somebody and say hi. I was at the grocery store the other day and I was buying some veggie uh, potato chips. Well, they're not potato chips because they're made out of vegetables. Um, <laughs> but the lady that was bagging my groceries saw the, the chips and she said, oh, those are, those are made out of vegetables? I said, yeah, the carrot. Oh, man, that's really great. I said, yeah, and they taste good too. She said, isn't it nice to have a snack that's healthy? I said, it sure is. Now, I didn't have to speak to her. But as she engaged with me, I engaged with her. We had a really nice conversation. I went on my way. Just in that, I'm being a blessing to other people. Just in my world. And then I've got my grocery cart. I go outside. I put my groceries in my car. Guess what? I took the grocery cart and put it back where all the other grocery carts are. So when the employee has to go get the grocery carts, he don't have to go across the parking lot to get my grocery cart. It's right there. I'm being a blessing on my level. I'm dispensing good to others on my level. Okay? This is how we have impact in the world, folks. This is how we do it. All right? Now, let's look at uh, verses 40 and 41 through the message. And then I want to hit one more story and then we'll call it a day. All right? This is Genesis 41, verses 40 and 41 in the message translation. He says, From now on, you're in charge of my affairs. All my people will report to you. Only as king will I be over you. So Pharaoh commissioned Joseph, I'm putting you in charge of the entire country of Egypt. So he went from being in charge of a house to being in charge of a prison to being in charge of a nation. But again, at every level, he was being a blessing to his circle. And his circle got wider and wider and wider. You know, um, can God trust you with increase? Can God trust you with promotion? Can God trust you to do what he wants you to do at the level you're at so he can take you to another level and do it at that level and then take you to another level and then do it at that level, right? Let's, com let's be committed to being a blessing to others, dispensing good on our level. So God can trust us to move us to another level. Amen? All right. So I, I got this last thing. It's called dispensing good at Pentecost. So we're going to go to Acts chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. We're going to end with this. Acts chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. Remember, we, we mentioned uh, from Genesis 12 and 2 that being a blessing meant dispensing good to others. Okay? So here we go, Acts 2, 44 and 45. Now, again, I'm sorry, Cliff Notes version. <laughs> At the beginning of Acts chapter 2, it was the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit fell on the 120 believers in the upper room. They began to speak in a different language and declare the goodness of God in all of these like 10 or 12 different languages. The people who heard this thought that these guys were drunk. Peter stands up. Right. And he says they're not drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. But what you're seeing and he gives this amazing sermon to these Jews from other countries who had assembled to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. 
right? And so after he does this, they say, well, what do we do? And he says, repent and believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. 3,000 people got saved, right? And so they begin to come together, hang out together, fellowship together, eat together, go to Bible study together to learn and grow and develop in the things of God where the gospel of Jesus was concerned and the whole family of believers began to grow. So now we pick up at verse 44 in Acts chapter 2. It says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So some of these people had extra stuff. They had land, they had property, they had money, they had, you know, I'm sure they had jewelry, you know, and and this is this is this is me now because I haven't read a commentary on it, but I believe nobody sold their house and didn't have any place to live. I don't think that's what's going on. I think that somebody had some extra property that they weren't using. They sold that property, took that money, gave it to people who were in need in the body of Christ. Somebody else may have had, you know, some some expensive clothes that they don't wear anymore, sold those clothes, took that money, gave it to people in need. Right, sold their possessions and goods. Did they didn't sell what they had, and now they don't have anything. They sold the extra stuff because they had been, come on now, blessed. All right, they they had an abundance of favors. They had an abundance of stuff. So it's like you know what? We don't need this extra house. We're gonna sell this house, and then we're gonna give this ten thousand dollars to this person. We're gonna give five thousand dollars to this person. You know what I mean? They're dispensing it to the people who were in need because I'm sure there were people of a wide range of economic situations. Maybe they didn't have a house. Man, take this house. I'm not sure, but they said they sold their possessions and goods. So we're gonna look at it from that perspective, and they divided their money between everybody and nobody was in need anymore. That's dispensing good to others. That's being blessed to be a blessing. You know, you might have old cars sitting out there that you haven't used in 10 years, but it still runs, it's still a nice car, you just don't drive it anymore because you got this other car. You know what? Sell it and, you know, help somebody pay their house off or, or take that car and give it to somebody else. I know a, a good buddy of mine, uh, he he had a car, and uh, it was up there, and about nine, ten years old. And um, he had bought a new car. He and his wife got he got married and had an upgrade in his job, so he bought a new car. He took the car that he had, and he sold it to one of our brothers, uh, another young cat in the ministry. He sold it to him for a dollar, and because that young guy didn't have a car. So he said, you know what, man, you take my car because, you know, state of California, you got to do an actual transaction. So he sold it to him for a dollar, gave him a title transfer. So now the guy who didn't have, the guy who had a car got a better car. And that guy took his old car and gave it to another guy who didn't have a car at all. Right. That guy, that guy took that car. He used that car for a while. And then there was another brother in our church who needed a car. And so the brother took that car now and sold it to him for a dollar, right? Dispensing good to others. That's the gig, fam. If we could love people and dispense good to others, we'd turn this world upside down. Or we'd turn it right side up because right now it is upside down, right? All we have to do is love people and dispense good to others on our level. Now, that's simple, but simple doesn't mean easy. I get it. It's not always easy to love people. It's not always easy to find ways to dispense good to others on our level. We may see our level is so low that we might need somebody to dispense good to us. But if you're in relationship with God, that time spent with God, right, will create some level of richness in your life that will allow you to give that richness to other people. Again, it might be peace, it might be wisdom, it might be insight into the goodness of God, it might be some financial things, it might be an extra dress, it might be an extra suit. Hey, take all those clothes you know you haven't used and take them down to Goodwill. Or, or sell them on uh, whatever that website is. I can't think of the name right now. There are all kinds of ways to dispense good to others. And I believe God is going to begin to show us how to do that on one level or on a whole nother level or open up our minds to the concept of, first of all, we are blessed. 
We have been empowered by God to be successful in all that we do. And once we are successful, we take that success and use it to be good to other people. Whether it's in our jobs, in our families, in the various ministries that we're in, in our church life, wherever we are, on the freeway, at the restaurant, uh, at the dry cleaners, at the grocery store, that everywhere we go, we have the opportunity to dispense good to others. That's what being a believer is all about. That's what being blessed is all about. And that's all the time I have for today. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for listening, man. Uh, the, the, the Word Experience Nation is growing. And uh, we've got people all over the place. Somebody in New Mexico is just gobbling these podcasts up. And I thank God for you. And I pray that these things are being a blessing to your life all over the country, all over the world. Uh, as you listen to these podcasts, man, dig into this word for yourself. Spend time in this word for yourself. Let other people know what's going on with the podcast. Not because of me, but because there's a word that God is giving us through me. That's going to be a blessing, ha, 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 in your life. So dispense good to others and let them know about the podcast, all right? <laughs> I'm out of here. I got to go. God bless you. God keep you. I'll see you next time on the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.